hindsight was, oh, I learned a lot about processes through chemistry and how to problem solve and then improve. And then in my current role where I was creating sales processes for the leads that would come in to try and sell them, um, it was really beneficial in trying to create more efficient processes for people. Hello and welcome to the Dumb It Down podcast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, and we're here to break down what really matters in school and work. I am here with James Craven, another longtime friend of mine, and uh, pleased to introduce James to the podcast. James, how are we doing today? Good. Thanks for having me, Eric. I know you've had a few other friends on here, and I was waiting for my turn. I got to say, I was a little excited. I was like, is he going to call me? Am I podcast worthy? We'll see. <laughs> yeah, definitely the voice. You know, if you're seeing this on YouTube, you can tell that James, you know, no smiles, no fun, no energy. So uh, just kidding. Flattering. But yeah, James has been helping me in the background for a little while. He's got some of his own side projects going on. So very much appreciate him, uh, you know, holding the candle to fire and getting me to actually release this. So the accountability you, partners are important, Eric. I got you. Don't worry. This is true. And James is right down the street from me in Charlotte. So there's even been some in-person accountability over lunch and beers occasionally. So James, I know you grew up here a little bit about yourself and your background and perhaps how we met. Yeah. So born and raised in Charlotte, uh, grew up in the same neighborhood as Eric. And so that's how we know each other. Uh, ended up going to the same high school, but really where our connection started was the neighborhood clubhouse, swim team, tennis, and um, yeah, that, that starts with some of the early stories for us right there, just playing in the neighborhood with some friends. Yeah, it's, yeah, since probably six years old or something, it's been a long time, I used to walk down the street, hang out with James and his brother and his family and some of our other friends. Uh, one story in particular, I don't know if you remember James, uh, we had a tennis match back in the day, 1v1. Hmm. Do I remember winning a tennis match? Is that what you said? I, you know, the result eludes me. It's just It just seemed like a good time. All I remember is friendly competition, right? <laughs> <laughs> we had a... We had a match front and center in our in our neighborhood. This is back when I was just good at tennis based on being semi-athletic as an eight-year-old before any sort of skill was required. Uh, maybe James <laughs> is in the same boat. We've been, exactly. we've been battling a long time in, in Frisbee and volleyball, but it's all in good fun. So we had a front court match back and forth. Um, if I remember correctly, I think I went on to lose that match and win the consolation side, but James definitely had my number that, that time. Well, he won the crowd's hearts, that's for sure. Yeah, he, he won oh. the crowd. I won the match, so. Um. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. So, yes, many many fun battles over the years. Um, but, yes, our, our, our paths and being friends and going to high school and, you know, still talking now about, about school and work. Um, but we'll start with you back in high school. So take me back. Um James was a year younger than me, so I guess I knew I was going into engineering, and James took a separate path. So, so tell me about your mind state kind of as a senior, what you decided to do. Coming out of high school, I, all I knew is I had to go to college, right? I didn't know what I wanted to study, trying to figure out the path, but my older sister studied chemistry. She enjoyed it, so I figured that might be a good place to start. I always enjoyed the sciences, whether it was chemistry, um, biology, environmental science, it, it didn't really matter. Um, but I figured chemistry was a good path to go down. 
my father's a doctor, um, really loves what he does, enjoys helping people. So I figured that might be a good path towards med school. And so that that's where I began going into college was the chemistry route. Okay. Yeah. I remember, uh, I had a high school chemistry teacher. I really liked, I think you did as well. You took him too, right? Mr. Standish. I'll just shout him out. He was the best. <laughs> I didn't have him, but I heard he was pretty good. Yeah. You had someone else. I couldn't remember. Um, but yeah, I think Myers Park had some really good science teachers. So that probably helped steer us in that direction. But as you said, you know, Dr. Craven, your dad, great guy, always, you know, helping people and around and happy and energetic, kind of like yourself. So that seems like a good model for you to follow. Um, so went ahead and applied to schools for chemistry specifically. I know you stayed in the area. Was there a big decision there? No, it wasn't. My mindset wasn't in the major or the school. My mindset was, is this a good school where I could see myself growing, where there's plenty of opportunity? Um, so I applied to a couple schools in North Carolina, didn't look out of state, and then wound up going to UNCC, um, which is where my older brother was going at the time. And the growth that he had coming out of high school into college, and uh, I was super impressed and figured that might be a great place for me to to get grounded and then continue to grow. So that's what I was thinking going in and applied to Charlotte, got in, and then that's where I started my chemistry career. Cool. Yeah, that's, uh, I remember visiting once or twice. Uh, it was fun to have Baxter there too. I don't. <laughs> uh, no, we had a... We found, we found ways to have fun because I'd come back and visit over breaks and you know I could go right up the road to a school, not all bad. Yeah, um, it was fun. So yeah, so next, um, taking chemistry classes, probably semi-enjoying them, getting through college, decent grades, um, senior year. Well, you know what? Take me through the process. I know you didn't end up necessarily with a chemistry role. What were some of the roles in your path in college as you tried to figure out what you wanted to do after? Yeah, so basically just focus on school for the first two years and then the questions start popping into your head, what am I going to do when I get out? I've got two, maybe three years depending on what track you decide to do and the only way to really find out is to get experience. And so at the time I was thinking, all right, I'm a freshman in college, I'm aiming towards med school and then halfway through school I was thinking med school is probably not the best fit. Uh, I don't really see a good work-life balance within that mm -hmm. career. And so then I started to pivot towards sales, love people, love helping them. And so sales was just a natural fit for me. And so while I was in school getting my chemistry degree, um, I started trying out different sales jobs. And so as I went through school, pivoted from one job to the next until I ended up in my current career, which is insurance. And I can take you through that if you want to know. A yeah, talk it. a little bit about some of those jobs because they're, <laughs> they're funny and good learning experiences. <laughs> so... Uh, LinkedIn, I created my first profile um, my what, sophomore year of college as I started applying for some of these roles. And the first one on there popped in as Apex Consulting Solutions. And it seemed like a great opportunity to get into sales, get my feet wet. And so I show up for the job interview and it's at their office and I'm super impressed. And they say, we want to take you out to one of our locations so you can see what we do in a day-to-day. -day. And long story short, the job ended up being... Uh, a situation where we would go into Walmarts and BJ's, we'd set up a table and we would sell direct TV to the people walking by. 
and it's not the most glamorous job in the world, but <laughs> it make, makes you get yourself out in front of people and realize life's not too serious and that you can laugh at yourself. And at the end of the day, you're just trying to help and you can't help everybody. But uh, rejection hits pretty hard in sales and that's a great place to learn it. <laughs> so they, they hit you with come out to one of our branch locations, which happened to be a Walmart. I'm sure that was a little bit shocking. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on, honestly, but I didn't. I couldn't be picky. I didn't have any sales experience, so I took the job for sure. And it yeah. ended up being a great group of people and a wonderful opportunity to get into sales too. So yeah, so so kind of when you decided to get into sales, I mean, how did you know what sales was as a junior? Or did you just hear from other people? I didn't really know. I just knew there was a product and you'd try and sell it, or it was more of like, a consulting role. I, I didn't really know what sales was, to be honest. I just knew it right. involved talking to people and I can do that. So why not give yeah. it a shot? Okay. Yeah. No, that's funny. I remember talking to you that <laughs> summer and hearing about things. And I, I think we tried to go visit you during work, but didn't actually pull it off. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good, good times. Um, so that, you know, you had a little bit experience on your belt and, you know, you got attracted to this job posting that sounded really good, uh, but maybe wasn't as glamorous. The good news is that you could probably write it up pretty good for your next job on your current resume. So uh, that led you to another gig. Just a little bit about that one. Right. So it allowed me to get my foot in the door, put sales experience on my resume, grow within that other company, at least en enough to where I could pitch it to the next company that I was going in for a job interview. And so that company ended up being Red Ventures. And so I ended up working there full time while I was finishing up my degree at Charlotte. And basically, Red Ventures is a company that sells uh, several services that generate residual income um, or renewal income. So uh, TV, energy for the deregulated states, phone, um, insurance. And so I ended up getting into their insurance department. And so uh, basically, I jumped into their sales training program over at Red Ventures, got licensed to sell insurance, and then worked for Red Ventures selling their insurance products for personal lines, which is like home and auto insurance and uh, some of the other needs there as well. So you just got Red Ventures sells a whole bunch of things. They just have this model of sales that applies to anything that's kind of an ongoing service. You applied and got plugged into insurance, and then they, what, paid and encouraged you to get that certification? Yeah, they paid for everything for me to get licensed on the insurance side so I could sell that product. Um, and it ended up being a really good fit for me just from a sales perspective to grow within sales and then learn a lot about different types of sales roles. Because the first one that I had was you go out to these different locations and you're trying to sell these products to people. But then the Red Ventures business model was you go into their location, you sit in an office and then you're making phone calls or answering the phone all day trying to sell this product. You're in the same place and it's very, very tech, tech, tech driven. <laughs> so they micromanage your time, they track all of your phone calls, they track how long the phone calls last, they track the time after the phone calls. I mean, they are very, very efficient with the way they run their business and their sales operations and it it's a very good experience early on, but it's tough to last in a role like that for a very long time. 
Yeah, so like a, a call center, right? Which again isn't the most glamorous role, but I I did some time in a call center, and you you, you figure <laughs> some things out. You figure out how to talk to people. You figure out how to get rejected. Um, I think those are important when you're in a sales role, whether technical or non-technical, or insurance or whatever it is. I mean, every sales job needs expertise these days. So, um, cool. So yeah, another another stepping stone for you. That this time you're still doing chemistry classes. Maybe you're approaching being a senior. Um, were you kind of disillusioned with chemistry? Like, were you like, why am I doing this when I figure out something else I wanted to do? Or what did senior year look like? No, I, I think it's important to have a college degree. And then chemistry just shows employers that, one, you're smart enough to learn. Um, and then I think the benefits of learning your way through chemistry is important, too, because it teaches you a lot about processes. Um, and I think that's something that's been really beneficial in my current career. So I did want to finish up that degree at uh, UNCC and continue the sales path. What's the piece you just said about processes that's been helpful? Um, so in my current role, I'm a producer um, for an insurance company. And I can get into that a little bit more if you want. But basically in chemistry, everything is very process oriented, where you create a process and the same okay. thing is just replicated over time. And so that mindset of being able to replicate processes is really beneficial in business as well. Okay. Yeah. That's so learning that's how to learn and then, right. and then improve those processes over time. Yeah. No, learning how to learn, improving processes like engineering, the bottom line is problem solving. I mean, I think it's all along the same lines that it, even if it's a little, you know, outdated the way we're educated as it relates to specific practical job application, um, there's still some merit in understanding a process. So no, I think, thanks for explaining that. I, I totally agree. Um, but yes, you, uh, you let me interject, but I will allow you to, <laughs> to talk about the current job now. Um, so yeah, you graduated with the job that you have today, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong and you know, talk a little bit about what you're doing today and how you got into that. Yeah, so pretty close with the transition. So as I was finishing up uh, my degree at UNCC, I ended up taking on a job at ECM Solutions, which is a local independent insurance agency in Charlotte, North, North Carolina. And I was brought on as a personal lines producer for the company. All that means is I sell home and auto insurance and other personal lines needs like jewelry coverage, umbrella insurance, life insurance. Um, but the, the, the goal there is just to help people with their individual insurance needs. That's okay. So I'll, I'll recap. I mean, I, I didn't know what insurance was, you know, until I was having to buy it myself. <laughs> I didn't either until I studied at Red Ventures, to be honest with you. <laughs> Nobody really knows what it is until they have to get it for themselves. So, right. So you, you focus on personal lines. You're helping people to have a policy so that if something bad happens, they're covered by this large company that covers lots of people. It helps to minimize your risk, right? So... If you've got a house and the home burns down, you don't want to be on the hook for the whole house. So you basically pay a little bit towards an insurance company, and then they're the ones responsible for the house at that point. Right, right. Thanks. And there's some inner workings of like insurance broker versus agency, which I don't think we need to get into here. But generally speaking, as someone who liked science, went into chemistry and found themselves in insurance, was it just, you know, luck of the draw through that, that program or what, what about insurance kind of resonated with you and made you not think it was 
super boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I don't know. I think it was just following where the opportunities were within sales and then realizing that what I had learned throughout school was super beneficial to my current role. Does that make sense? Like hindsight was, oh, I learned a lot about processes through chemistry and how to problem solve and then improve. And then in my current role where I was creating sales processes for the leads that would come in to try and sell them, um, it was really beneficial in trying to create more efficient processes for people so that they yeah. could understand how to go from A to B within the sales process. Yeah, well, that's a good point. And kind of with the benefit of hindsight, you can say, oh, this all makes sense. But of course, when you're in it, right. and Vlad kind of spoke to this in a previous episode, but it's like, yeah, when you look now, it's like, this all makes perfect sense. Obviously, I studied chemistry to learn processes to get me into it. Of course, but- I knew what I was doing through all this. <laughs> But when when you're going through it, you were basically like, okay, I need to pivot a little bit. Let's try sales. And this random sales internship, they put me in insurance. And then you're just kind of using what you have to get that next job. And correct me if I'm wrong, but when you went into that first job, you were looking for something that was, you know, kind of a good entry level position, probably a decent amount of salary versus commission, and kind of with the ability to grow into a, a stable money earning producing position so when you when you graduated school and took the job did you see what you're doing now as like kind of in the future or did you learn that as you went along or like how did that look it it was very long-term thinking i mean when you look at some of these insurance professionals and you see the life that they live in their 40s and 50s and 60s it's very relaxed they make a good bit of money they're happy with their work-life balance. And I mean, that's what I'm looking for as I get older, but I'm willing to work hard when I'm younger. And I know that they put their time in when they were young. And then once they got that momentum going within their career, they just maintained it over time. And so early success within insurance doesn't really happen, right? You can get some momentum, but you're not going to hit your peak within the first five years. It's something that scales over time as you continue to put effort in. And so that's something that I was just looking forward forward to about the industry itself, right? Just consistency and, and being able to grow. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. You said work-life balance was kind of something that struck you back as a sophomore, and that's what you're looking for when you came out of school. Saw this as a blueprint, and it made sense. That's yeah, that's I, I think that's important. I think a lot of people come out of school with you know one direction is I've got all this time to work hard. I want to leave my mark, and I'm excited to come out of school. I've got all this knowledge. And then on the other hand, it's like, well, I'm 22. I want a good work-life balance. I'm young. I want to have fun. So, yeah. And then, of course, you know, James is talking about balance. And here I am with all the time in the world. And James is juggling a, a wife and a kid. So different d- different priorities for everyone. Right. But it's nice to have the flexibility that goes along with that work-life balance to choose what you want to do. Right? Everybody's needs are different. This is true. And, yeah, figuring out what you wanted was early was important to you and seems to have put you in a good position now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I've got a couple of questions for you. Is there anything else you kind of want to add before we dig into those? I, I think if you're fresh out of school and you're looking for the best opportunity, go to a company where you're going to learn the most. Don't go to the company that's going to pay you the most. There's plenty of time to make more money, but I think mm-hmm. the more that you can learn early on in your career, the more it's going to benefit you long term. 
So how would you know that when you're trying to decide between two positions? Would you say it's more beneficial to go with a big company because you'll learn more there? Or what's like the criteria? I think if you're looking for a role that gives you more responsibility, then you'll learn the most that way. Does that make sense? If you're taking on more responsibility, then you're going to learn the most in that role. And so the role that I'm in now was the role that I took coming out of school. And it took I took on a lot more responsibility than I had ever had in a sales career. I was responsible for going out there and getting my own leads, building these relationships, having them refer business in, and then me working with their clients to help uh, fill their insurance needs. Um, but before working at Red Ventures, it was these inbound calls and leads coming in. I wasn't having to facilitate any of that business. So I didn't really have or take on any real responsibility. So I learned a lot about a big company, but I didn't really grow because I didn't have that additional responsibility that came within the roles. Does that make sense? That was super helpful. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I felt similar ways at a couple different points because with a big company, you get some exposure, but you're kind of a, a cog in the machine and you're right. learning from the people around you. When you're with a smaller company, I think you see more. Um, now I, I am the machine, Eric. I am the machine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> With a smaller company, I feel like I, I'm definitely exposed to more. It's it's a balance. It's good to see both. It's good to yeah. uh, explore your options coming out of school. Um, and yeah, I had I actually took the slightly less paying job just by a little bit. Your work life balance is great, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I haven't been concerned about that. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. Well, thanks thanks for breaking that down. So now I'm going to ask a couple questions that I had sent over for you. What has been your biggest screw-up so far? Being a little shy when I first started to like put myself out there and create a process and let people know that I could help. So I'm talking specifically within my career now. The goal is to get out there and meet people and let them know that you can help with personal insurance needs. So if somebody's buying a house, they need homeowner's insurance and I can sell homeowner's insurance. If your clients need help, I'm happy to ha happy to be there for them. Um, but early on, it was like, hey, what do I do? Like, this is weird. Should I even be doing this? Should I not be doing this? Um, don't think, just get out there and act. Like, just try and put yourself out there and let people know that you can help because it's not your problem. You're just trying to help solve it. I like that. Yeah, I think that... There's a balance between, you know, wanting to kind of soak some things in before speaking up when you first come out of school. And I think most people looking back would say, speak up, ask questions, because, you know, that's that could be helpful a lot, too, to people who uh, maybe have heard things over and over, do things a certain way and could shake it up. So, yeah, no, I like that. Like think through some things, but at the end of the day, until you act, like you're not going to learn. <laughs> until you test some things out and actually take action, you're not going to learn. And so I think that's a big piece of it early on. It's just like get out there and start moving. And even in school, like the theoretical versus the actual, like learning about everything versus doing a senior design project. I think there's a lot of value in being hands-on, being forced to do things, being forced to teach things. So yeah, cool. I would agree. Second one. So tell me something you are excited about. Within what? Personally, professionally? Or professional. Just something right. excites, exciting. Something to get you we'll fired go, up. We'll go professional. Um, since I started, 
every my book has continued to grow year over year more than it had the the prior year. Your book is your total sale. Right, exactly. So what what I sell year one uh, was less than what I sold year two was less than what I sold year three, and so on and so on going through. So I've continued to scale um, and, and accelerate over time, which is exactly what you're looking for in a sales role where you're responsible for growing a business. So I've been really excited about that and hitting some pretty good numbers this year. A nice, slow, steady climb. Well, I know that you've got some exciting personal news, so I'll put you on the spot too, if you're willing to share. Yeah, my wife and I are pregnant with baby number two, so work-life balance is more important than ever now. <laughs> yeah, do in May. I know, and it's a boy, so uh, now I can uh, have my boy out there beating down other kids in tennis. Nice. Yeah, I'll just, uh, you just got to wait on the third one so that we can have them be friends and rivals and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. I got to get on that. My mom, if she listens to this, would definitely agree. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, Next question. (laughs) So next one, do you have a mentor? And if so, it doesn't have to be one person. It could be just, you know, a group of people perhaps you look up to. What are they doing that you're currently not? It's probably the partners at ECM, um, and it's really the way that they focus on their business, right? They find a niche, and, and then they target that one specific thing, and so they become the experts within that area, and I think that's a really good way to grow a business. And then also in, integrate yourself within to those networks that revolve around those specific uh, industries or whatever you're focusing on. Okay. I like that. Uh, next, I think we're kind of wrapping up, but is there anything you want to promote? Are you open to being a mentor for others who are interested in perhaps insurance, perhaps other things? Sure. Reach out to me. Yeah, absolutely. If people have questions or interested in sales roles tied into insurance or just the career path in general, reach out to me. If you need help with your personal insurance, don't hesitate to connect with me on LinkedIn and I'm happy to help. Is that the plug you were looking for? There's the plug. Hey, you can plug whatever you want. Like, Um, subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Cool. Generally speaking, as someone who likes science, went into chemistry and found themselves in insurance. Was it just, you know, luck of the draw through that, that program or what, what about insurance kind of resonated with you and made you not think it was super boring? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I, I don't know. I think it was just following where the opportunities were within sales and then realizing that what I had learned throughout school was super beneficial to my current role. Does that make sense? Like, hindsight was, oh, I learned a lot about processes through chemistry and how to problem solve and then improve. And then in my current role where I was creating sales processes for the leads that would come in to try and sell them, um, it was really beneficial in trying to create more efficient processes for people. 
so that they could understand how to go from A to B within the sales process. Yeah, well, that's a good point. And kind of with the benefit of hindsight, you can say, oh, this all makes sense. But of course, when you're in it, and Vlad kind of spoke to this in a previous episode, but it's like, yeah, when you look now, it's like, this all makes perfect sense. Obviously, I studied chemistry to learn processes to get me into it. Of course, I knew what I was doing (laughs) through all this. But when when you're going through it, you were basically like, okay, I need to pivot a little bit. Let's try sales. And this random sales internship, they put me in insurance. And then you're just kind of using what you have to get that next job. And correct me if I'm wrong, but when you went into that first job, you were looking for something that was, you know, kind of a good entry level position, probably a decent amount of salary versus commission, and kind of with the ability to grow into a, a stable money earning producing position so when you when you graduated school and took the job did you see what you're doing now as like kind of in the future or did you learn that as you went along or like how did that look it it was very long-term thinking i mean when you look at some of these insurance professionals and you see the life that they live in their 40s and 50s and 60s it's very relaxed they make a good bit of money they're happy with their work-life balance. And I mean, that's what I'm looking for as I get older, but I'm willing to work hard when I'm younger. And I know that they put their time in when they were young. And then once they got that momentum going within their career, they just maintained it over time. And so early success within insurance doesn't really happen, right? You can get some momentum, but you're not going to hit your peak within the first five years. It's something that scales over time as you continue to put effort in. And so that's something that I was just looking forward forward to about the industry itself, right? Just consistency and, and being able to grow. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. You said work-life balance was kind of something that struck you back as a sophomore, and that's what you were looking for when you came out of school, saw this as a blueprint, and it made sense. That's Yeah, that's I, I think that's important. I think a lot of people come out of school with, you know, one direction is I've got all this time to work hard, I want to leave my mark, and I'm excited to come out of school, I've got all this knowledge. And then on the other hand, it's like, well, I'm 22. I want a good work-life balance. I'm young. I want to have fun. So, yeah. And then, of course, you know, James is talking about balance. And here I am with all the time in the world. And James is juggling a, a wife and a kid. So different, d- different priorities for everyone. Right. But it's nice to have the flexibility that goes along with that work-life balance to choose what you want to do. Right? Everybody's needs are different. This is true. And, yeah, figuring out what you wanted was early was important to you and seems to have put you in a good position now. So mm-hmm. yeah. So James, I wanted to dig a little bit into something that we touched on in the interview and just get your perspective. So I've talked to a a couple people who went in one, you know, traditional direction with engineering and then ended up getting a job that wasn't really related to their degree. Uh, That's kind of what I did, kind of what Vlad did. Um, uh, I shouldn't even say with Vlad, but there's a lot of different things you could do. I talked to someone else uh, who got a degree and then went and became your traditional engineer. So for you, you obviously made a bigger pivot than most where I would say you're not using your degree at all. Um, How, how do you feel looking back on that? Would you change anything? And you know, how, what are some of the pros and cons there? 
considering where I am now, I don't think I would change anything about the path that I took because I'm happy where I am. Um, and then I really appreciate what I enjoyed about learning chemistry through school, right? And it's the sales processes and, uh, and, and how chemistry impacted those. But if I had to choose a different degree, then I would probably jump into business because I do like that aspect of sales, the way businesses are run, the way that you can connect to them. Um, I'd probably study something like business. But I, I think at the end of the day, the experience that you have, the real world experience is probably more important than the degree. And then even more than that is probably the relationships that you have outside of school um, and getting those roles that you're looking for. Yeah. So did you, you never did like a chemistry internship or even like tried that out, did you? No, no. <laughs> I didn't even try it out. I think at the end of the day, if I was going towards like med school, then what's the point in doing a chemistry internship? I should be volunteering at a hospital or volunteering at clinics or whatever I can do to get into healthcare. Right. Gotcha. And I didn't even go that far. Yeah. No. So you made that decision pretty early and stuck with it. So respect that. Is there, you could say no. Is there like an example, like an analogy you could say for like something, a chemical process and like how that, how that shows up in your work and life today? Right, right, right. So, uh, when you're dating someone and you have chemistry, Oh boy, there's a process for that. I don't know. That's probably too far. I didn't know where I was going with it. So you could scratch that out. <laughs> I don't think there's any kind of chemistry process that's tied into sales other than how, how do you go from this to this as efficient as possible and, and, and make it easy to understand for people. And that's really all you're looking for. People just want it to be simple. That's true. That's true. No efficiency and engineering and chemistry and, and business. Um, okay. And last thing on this. So, You've kind of answered, but just to hone in on it, do you think that going in and having an insurance degree or whatever that looks like would help you in this current role or it's kind of a moot point? It could help you. It could help you to get a job within insurance, Um, but I don't think it's necessary if you know someone or can get an introduction and you're willing to learn and uh, you're excited about the opportunity. I think you can get a, a job in my career. Um, just studying for your insurance license outside of school. You can do it either way, honestly. You can do it either way. You said you had that certification that you got through your internship, and are you currently working toward another one? How does that work? Yeah, so uh, once I got licensed in insurance and then took on the job over at ECM, one of our core values is continuous improvement. So I got uh, my life license, which allows me to sell life insurance. So when someone's buying a house and they need a home policy, a month or two later, I can follow up, see what I can do to help them with life insurance because now they've got a, a big debt that they're on the hook for. And so it's another way that I can help people, right? Um, and then there's other designations that you can get within insurance, like your CIC um, or your CISR, which they're just letters to you. But basically all that means is I know more about insurance and I'm studying field. Are you are you pursuing anyone right now? Yeah, I'm working on a CISR right now. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate that background. Yeah. I hope it helps.